y'all. It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka the Barracuda Buddha, aka the Tang Topped Titan, aka the 110 time social distancing champion, aka the nigga lip master. <laughs> oh, that's that's gonna stay with me. Um, bringing you yet another episode of Switch of Sights. Who boy, uh, this is a week if any uh, elections are going on and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, I found just just a newfound amazement of disappointment and shame uh, amongst um, particular supporters if uh, you know if you catch my drift because my god what has especially especially I can I can even give you like the benefit of the doubt like you know trying to take a chance on a (sighs) even though I still have even difficulties then, but I can even give you a little bit more leniency that way. But the fact that what has been proven in the office already and you, you think things will get better. So it's getting crazy out here. People, businesses boarding up, boarding up they, they windows and stuff. And, uh, you understandably so because uh, one either, which is sad, but either way, it's gonna be some chaos. Um, things are looking good, but uh, you never know. I mean, you never know. It, you know, it um, it isn't over until the fat lady sings or something like that. I don't know. Either way, hopefully everybody, uh, safe voted. Um. Well, yeah, it's pretty much too late now. If you haven't voted yet, hopefully you did. I, uh, I voted super early. At least, uh, that's how it was in California. Um, depending on your state, it was probably different or easier and or more difficult. Um, which was, it's kind of messed up. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the world. Uh, you know, we got the, the, We just got yet another, uh, broke yet another record of highest, (laughs) highest COVID cases, uh, in a day. So, you know, everything's just going great. Just going great. I just really need to pin a, I need a poster of, uh, the dog with the fire and everything. And this is fine because that's, 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 that's been what the past damn, like, past what eight months now my god <sighs> somebody help us please somebody help please help us either way um so yeah that's <laughs> that's where the world is going right now uh, on the good side if there's any really if our world is even sustained until then um we are a week away from them new 
shiny, sexy looking consoles. Xbox One. Ugh, that's still a testament to Xbox's naming convention. Um, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox Series Sex. That's I just that it, it, it just rolls off the tongue better. I'm sorry, Microsoft, you did this to yourself. Um, and PlayStation Five, uh, Series X comes out the tenth. PS Five comes out the twelfth. Pretty sure. So, hey, well, I mean, if you had, well, if you manage to get one and or, you know, want to get one on release, uh, good luck. Even though I did hear that uh, at least Walmart, I think uh, Target, at least those two specifically, they are doing like, uh, I think Target, uh, well, they did announce that at least for PlayStation 5, they're doing online sales only for uh i believe at least for the ps5 i'm assuming the xbox series x may follow suit but they're only doing online only um, online only online only orders for uh ps5 uh target is i i assume first come first serve but i do like the approach that walmart said they're doing which is letting you um they're doing tiered or um, rationed, I guess, maybe uh, times. So basically, I guess they're selling a set amount at like, I forgot this time specifically, but I think they're like in two or four hour margins. Like I want to say 12 p.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m., 8 p.m. Actually, let me let me give you the let me give you the concrete dates. Give you them concrete deets. Just to make sure I'm not misguiding you. Yeah, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, three hour. Seems what seems to be three hour margins between each. So that's that's that that's a pretty nice approach, actually. Just makes you think, why didn't they do this? <laughs> why the hell didn't they do this uh, when uh, the initial pre-orders came up? But hey, better now than never, you know? So, yeah. Also, real quick, man, it's one of the most wholesome uh, damn commercials uh, Walmart put out. They show, like, this one dude basically... Um, this one, you know, young adult just basically growing up and, uh, you, oh man, it's so, it just is so heartwarming. So it's, it's basically a Walmart commercial showing as a dude, uh, like, uh, at the time, a young kid getting an Xbox, original Xbox, picking it up. And then he, uh, has a baby, uh, when he's getting the Xbox 360. And then he's like a fully grown, you know, man with a old, uh, pretty much adult uh, or like a high school kid. And they're playing uh, Xbox Series X together. It's just it's just so heartwarming and just just the nostalgia and just making me feel old as hell. Like, my God, where has the time gone? Um, No Dante, though. Um, Yeah. So. Either way, 
definitely got a pretty interesting show for you this week. Um, so let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. So first topic of discussion, man, uh, I'm only mentioning this, uh, specifically due to the, I guess, dumbness of it. Yeah, that's pretty much it, to be honest, just the dumbness of it all. So <laughs> apparently, uh, from a Twitter user, uh, man, that I am not pr- pronouncing that. Um, but let's say Zyliak, uh, she was at a, um, at a Best Buy where they had uh, Series X and PS5 on display. And she said, or and or made a, a observation that for the PS5, um, I think somebody was playing it and then she saw it, uh, it, it showed the PS5 provide the error message that your PS5 is too hot. Turn off your PS5 until the temperature goes down. So if somebody were to initially see this, of course, people say, Oh my God. Oh, PlayStation's horrible. Oh, I'm not getting a PlayStation. Oh my God. Uh, uh, just as horrible quality PlayStation. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but if you look at the, the picture, um, of the kiosk display, um, there's literally a glass display box where the PS five is enclosed in and the glass display box is ridiculously like two, like the exact dimensions of the PS five. There's little to no room for anything (laughs) at all. So with that being in mind, um, yeah, so it's, combined with it seems to be illuminated on the bottom there doesn't look to be any visible ventilation uh this presumably runs all day so um yeah i think um if you maybe had some common sense you might deduce that uh in that particular environment yeah the ps5 will probably get hot just a hunch. I don't know. Just, just a suspicion. Just, just, just call it a feeling in my gut, but, um, yeah. So, um, (laughs) uh, I guess breaking news. If you enclose a console, a gaming console that heavily relies on ventilation, um, to operate, and you enclose said console in a very strictly enclosed environment with no ventilation and added heat. Yes, your PS5 will get too hot. So news flash in case you in case you didn't know. Just just putting that out there in case in case somebody may not, you know. <laughs> somebody who is <laughs> I hate it. Somebody who was like really, really dead set on this. Like, you know what? I'm ready. I got my enclosed PS4 space that I'm just going to just set up just like, just like it looks like in the kiosk. 
So I'm ready. I'm excited. And then and then this happens and then they're like, ah, Sony, Sony, you're the worst. Blah, blah, blah. I hate so blah, blah, blah. Mind you, I'm I'm pretty I'm neutral either way. So this is not this is not the uh, Sony fanboy coming out or Xbox fanboy coming out. Any other scenario? Okay, for sure. I I get you. But it's like, (laughs) what the what the you fucking expect? Ugh, that just irritates me. Just just the. I my issue with this is the fact that the wrong people are going to be blamed and you know how negativity just likes to be negative that you know PS5 overheats PS5 is overheating first signs of PS5 overheating but it's like of course it's going to overheat in this particular scenario you dumb dumb sorry that just irritating either way i think um you definitely don't blame sony in this situation because i'm pretty certain i actually almost had a job doing this uh back in college where i think there are dedicated uh people that develop like kiosk uh for stores and i'm pretty sure this situation is was basically the um the uh the developer like clearly had no idea how a, a video game console works and just like, yeah, let's make this. Yeah, it'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it'll be, yeah, the PS4 has got added ventilation now, right? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. And then, you know, then that's how this happened. I don't think, I don't think PS5 is to blame at all. I don't think they have necessarily any say um, store wise in terms of the display of their console. But if anything, I think this will bring some awareness to maybe have some more control, maybe with their marketing department or something. But man, that is the dumbest, dumbest crap I've ever heard. Like it's just common sense, man. I'm just either way. I'm sorry that that this this was a little this was maybe excuse to rant a bit. But, you know, I think either way it is worth um providing awareness for people that maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but these might be the same people that are Trump supporters that would, you know, uh, also believe this specifically about, uh, PS five overheating and not checking all the facts. So, but I digress. Okay. Moving on from that dumbass story, just, uh, you know, just to put that out there, I, I will be so annoyed that if this catches steam and like is on like major news outlets and like PS5 is overheating, the PS5 is overheating and, you know, not actually stating this whole scenario like I did. So there you go. Uh, moving on. Uh, modern warfare. Uh, well, not really necessarily modern warfare, more so war zone. So a lot of details uh, came out since last episode uh, regarding Warzone and like the future of it. Um, A lot of very surprising aspects, actually. So I say the biggest thing is that um, there will be cross prestige. Uh, So basically 
You can actually still play Modern Warfare as well as Warzone, as well as Cold War, which probably will be me. I'll probably, <laughs> to be honest, especially how much I really love uh, Modern Warfare. I could actually see myself playing all three uh, to some extent, depending on how Cold War is. I'll at least try to get to max level or uh, max prestige, whatever, whatever their uh, perception of that is. Um, I'll probably at least do that and then uh, see how I'm feeling after that. How it may be if I like um, Cold War more, Modern Warfare, um, we'll see. But this is pretty great. And uh, it also will have cross cross play as well as um, cross platform play. So Xbox One people can play with Xbox Series X people, uh, vice versa. And of course, with the other platform families and stuff too. So that's pretty cool. Another major uh, announcement that was leaked in a, not necessarily leaked, but straight up just announced uh, through Reset Era was basically confirmation uh, that the Warzone game will keep the same engine as uh, currently it uh, has with Modern Warfare. So essentially Modern Warfare's engine will continue on to Warzone. So this, it kind of like answers and and it, it answers and presents more questions i feel like because like so they did say and confirm that like uh, all the guns all the guns in cold war and modern warfare will be in war zone so that i feel like that presents a whole new like level of complexity to war zone which is cool for war zone but it's like how is all this going to play out? Like in theory, you would think, uh, the cold war guns might be better than the modern warfare guns just based off that fact, because of since they're new guns, well, um, how will perks work out? So like, you know, cold war has different perks and then cold war kind of somewhat has the, um, doesn't really have the pick 10 system, at least going by the demo beta, beta, alpha, beta. Um, there's the demo system and not demo system, the, uh, wild card system, as well as some different perks than, uh, modern warfare. So it's like, how's all that going to play out? Like, you know, there's going to be some clear winners. Like people are definitely going to be getting like ninja over, you know, maybe some of the other former perks and how is all that going to balance. That's, that's just very like fascinating to see how that's going to play out. Um, as someone who's, uh, not even the biggest fan of Warzone, but this does actually reinvigorate some interest for me in like Warzone and just, just the genuine curiosity of how, uh, these two different games with essentially different engines and like intricacies are going to actually play together with Warzone and how they're actually going to meld. So man, it's, it's like now the more I'm thinking about it, it's like, it's like hard to fathom, but I mean that they're clearly, they clearly have something already planned and set in mind since 
I believe the first season of this will drop in uh, December. Um, you know, understandably so after um, Cold War has some time to breathe, people can play the campaign as well as, uh, you know, get their feet wet in the uh, multiplayer. So, yeah, it's weird. And I guess apparently Prestige is going to be back. And then it's the whole factor of how that's going to work out. So at least how they're making it seem is that Prestige will transcend both Cold War and Modern Warfare. So now they'll both have the traditional Prestige system now, I I guess. It's just, it's like it answers. Yeah, it's basically back to what I was saying. It like answers a lot of questions and uh, presents a lot more. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It is weird. Let me look more into this just to. So the battle pass system, and that's another thing too, with how they're still integrating modern warfare. It's like for the battle pass system, like what, what season will modern warfare be? Will it be technically for modern warfare season seven? And then for cold war season one, and then they somehow meld or will it be like for cold war it'll be that that would just be weird it cold war would be season seven because modern warfare was season uh already started the seasons that's that's just a little confusing but i mean considering how modern warfare i think the season ends the season ending lines up with December 1st of season one for cold war. I guess they did say that. So that's going to be a little confusing, at least specifically for somebody who plays, uh, who's going to play modern warfare and cold war, which I do see myself doing uh, as well as Warzone, um, out of curiosity, at least for the, the while. And then I think also, I think there is going to be a new map two um yeah man it's just it's just uh it's confusing how is this gonna work how will it work so i think it's a dead given it's gonna be a new map uh for warzone um like a, a new huge map that would that just makes sense um and then, you know, the different models, cause like the cold war people look very different, uh, to modern warfare people. I mean, I guess the best example might be, um, captain woods, who was like, uh, who's the pre-order bonus if you pre-order black ops cold war, but yeah, I'm looking into the notes here, player progression reset to synchronize player progression across all three games. You're initial military will be reset within modern warfare and Warzone at the start of black ops cold war season one this reset is synchronized to your current progression progression level when black ops when black ops cold war season one begins don't worry only your xp is reset everything you previously unlock remains available like weapons perks kill streaks in modern warfare for example so it will i guess it's similar to how it is now where you 
get reset to base 55. But I think in this case, you get reset to zero for both Modern Warfare and Cold War. And then when you get at least to the cap, which is 55. So I assume Cold War might be 55 as well. And then then that's when they well, I guess that's the way for them to unify both, which is fair since they said you keep everything. I'm totally fine with that. Um, the seasonal prestige level, and that's what I'm very curious about. So your seasonal officer progression is now known as season levels, which incorporates a seasonal prestige leveling system. These are fully synchronized between all three games. As you begin season leveling, expect an updated interface to this leveling system. Seasonal progression has been updated with aspects of the traditional prestige system, allowing players to unlock and use rewards, including some incredibly cool legacy player identity, uh, identity, identity items from the world of Black Ops. Uh, leveling Black Ops Cold War, Modern War, uh, Warzone, or Modern Warfare all count towards your season leveling and prestige level. Prefer a way to prestige is by playing Black Ops Cold War. Thanks to challenges, focus on Black Ops Cold War gameplay, XP events, other advantages playing throughout the season. Remember that a large portion of this content, earnable or simply free, is by playing all or three games. So. Oh, and I guess they're going into more detail on tomorrow uh, at the Treyarch blog. It answers some, but not all. I guess, yeah, it's just a matter of having to, you know, play play the game to get more, to get a better idea. Yeah. It's going to, this is definitely interesting um, to see how it all plays, though. Uh, but at least all your progress is retained. So that's cool. Uh, and then this, uh, this like begs the question for Warzone though. So, I mean, considering that black ops cold war has been optimized for series X, PS five PC, of course, um, obviously Warzone had to be optimized as well. So, does that mean that um, modern warfare will also get um, upgraded get the uh, series X PS5 upgrade treatment I feel like that's a given at this point considering this especially if um, what's essentially the same engine is going to be you know bundled with black ops cold war so that's good to know since personally um, as someone who's maybe not a, <laughs> I guess, super, uh, I don't know. I, I have, uh, I, I play call of duty pretty heavily. I can at least say that I'm not, I don't want to say hardcore. I, I mean, I play it. I play, I played each season, uh, except for zero, uh, you know, in terms of completing the challenges stuff. So, I personally, as, as being a pretty big fan of, uh, modern warfare, I would definitely love to see it, get the upgrade treatment. I think they will probably hold it until, um, you know, the initial release of, um, 
Cold War comes out. And then I think, um, I think then we'll probably get news about like, uh, uh, next gen upgrades for modern warfare. Cause that only makes sense to me. Um, considering all this will work in conjunction with cold war as well. So I, I, it only makes sense may not be as big or notable, but I mean, just like shoot 120 FPS, that's good enough for me on uh next gen consoles. I'd be down, uh, you know, of course other improvements as well. So either way, um, pretty cool, pretty cool to hear, but yeah, just the big, uh, the engine, uh, being the same and not changing Warzone for like in favor of Cold War to change is that's pretty huge. That's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So, I mean, the game ha- can back it up though, because the game is really good and fun and tight and like visceral, which personally I'm I'm digging a lot. So, yeah, man, I'm just very fascinated to see how it plays out. Really, this is probably gonna be like the dawn of a whole new like model now which is pretty cool it's it seems pretty sound when you think about it you have a free option for people to you know get their feet wet as well as play with people who paid for the multiplayer and the uh and cold war as well so it's a pretty solid plan um just curious to see where (laughs) where because i think we all know there's going to be some cracks somewhere where they may lie uh with this but you know in due time, they'll probably iron everything out, but it's going to be probably some weird, interesting patches, <laughs> if anything. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, when a uh, cold war drops or, you know, well, when this drops in December, I think in December when Warzone drops is when we'll probably hear about modern warfare, getting next gen up- upgrades. It would only make sense. The luster of Cold War maybe dies down a bit and, you know, um, in line with it to kind of maybe subdue the modern warfare next gen uh, announcement. It will. It'll, uh, you know, keep Cold War to forefront to kind of put that more in favor. But it's a pretty nice balance and pretty cool, like median to kind of meet both um uh i guess technically opposing games and kind of merge them together i guess it's kind of like they're trying to do the same it's i guess it's kind of like they're doing the console version of call of duty mobile when you think about it so i am down sign me up moving on uh sony uh sony 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 ain't playing man Sony uh trying to buy Crunchyroll for over nine hundred and fifty-seven million dollars. Had to do it. Um so this was via um Nikai Asia. Um geez, hundred billion. So according to them, the source, they 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 believe uh, the cost will be over a hundred billion, which is translates to 957 million U S dollars. So this comes as uh Sony obtained the exclusive right to negotiate for the popular animation freedom service. So I heard that, uh, they were on the rocks in general 
which I believe this is what it's alluding to. Crunchyroll is final 06. And now 70 million free members, 3 million subscribers. AT&T became its parent company in 2018, earlier this year. Um, it was reported that AT&T was rumored to be looking to sell Crunchyroll to Sony for at that time, 1.5 billion. So I feel like that's definitely going to be happening. Um, man, and especially considering how, uh, I think it's, it's, it's pretty safe to say how Japanese centric PlayStation has always been. So you, especially, you know, with Japanese market, um, being like the, well, I think it might be between Nintendo and Sony, but in general, uh, it's been pretty, probably the most successful in Japan. Um, when it comes to that. So it only makes sense for them to, to, to acquire Crunchyroll. Uh, I'm curious what this means for like, um, other platforms like <laughs> Xbox one. And I think 360 uh, have Crunchyroll apps, even though they, to be honest, they kind of trash, um, um, at least some of the issues I've had so far, but I'm curious if this, if, if, if this goes through, if Sony will stop, uh, supporting the other consoles or, you know, kind of take the, um, outer world's route where, you know, um, Xbox had there was had bought obsidian, but they released the outer worlds on PS five or PS four. Um, so I'm curious if, you know, to not lose out on customers slash subscribers, if they're going to maybe keep that and, you know, just have a competing, have their service on their uh, competing platform. So that's interesting. Um, but it definitely makes sense. Um, hopefully it, it is nothing that gets nasty in terms of exclusivity and like stuff like that, or like time exclusivity, exclusivity with like, you know, Crunchyroll premieres and stuff like, you know, is maybe delayed 24 hours and you can't watch it until you watch it on Xbox or something like that. I mean, you can't watch it if you don't have a PS4 or 5 or PlayStation family console, which would suck. Hopefully they don't do that, but you never know. I mean, 900, 957 million, you don't just... You don't just you don't just uh you don't just put put all your stuff everywhere for that much money. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Interesting stuff though. Um it, it also is good to see Crunchyroll is still thriving and not, you know, at risk where with that uh acquisition thing it would seem to have been before. So moving on. Uh keeping in line with PlayStation news, uh for PlayStation five uh, it's been reported by IGN Italy that it won't support 1440p. So for most people, this will affect is uh, people who exclusively play uh, their consoles on a monitor. Um, <laughs> most likely the very competitive people or people who just don't want to shell out money for for TV, which is totally understandable, too. So um, kind of sucks. So what this at least my interpretation of this is what this means is that if you have a max 1440 p 1440p monitor it'll probably knock down the resolution to 1080p 
and 1080p 60 120 depending on your monitor of course but um it'll more than likely knock down your resolution at 1080p so i think technically you you will be able to play on that your whatever monitor if it's 1440p and doesn't support 4k but uh yeah you won't be getting the most out of it um you know if this is any indication if you have a max 1440p monitor we'll see if um uh it seems like something that could be like a firmware update slash patch i would assume i don't think it's that out of the question to um you know implement that it doesn't seem like a hardware related type deal so and uh the xbox one i think supports 1440p i believe as well so I don't think it's uh, too out of the question or unrealistic to have that uh, implemented down the road, but at least during the release, people that, uh, you know, 1440, 1440p crew will be a little let down, you know, to say it kind of sucks, but I mean, even though most people probably either have uh, I can't even say that. I think uh, a good amount of people do have 1440p monitors. I mean, nobody makes a 1440p TV, but basically this is more for uh, monitor people, but TV people should be good. So keeping in line and keeping that damn PS5 train going. Chee <laughs> Uh, it gets me every time. I'm sorry. Uh, Resident Evil Village came out with some more details uh, regarding PS5 features uh, exclusively for PS5. Uh, stunning visuals. Explore Resident Evil's village. Resident Evil Village's beautiful yet terrifying vistas and locales in 4K with ray tracing. Fast loading. Instantly pick up right where you left off with almost no load times. Thanks to the power of the PS5 console's ultra high speed SSD. Adapt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, adaptive triggers. Feel the weight and pull of weapon triggers for an even more immersive experience. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Haptic feedback. Simulate the feeling of firing a real gun with haptic feedback tempest 3d audio tech compatible headphones surround yourself with the carefully crafted music and sounds of survival horror in resident evil village 3d audio enhances the experience by making you feel the hair raising sounds coming from every direction so doesn't confirm 4k 60 so uh, it does have a little asterisk here, dynamic 4K and HDR compatible or dynamic 4K and HDR require compatible 4K and HDR compatible TV or display. So a uh, bit of a bummer. Maybe they're still uh, developing on, uh, you know, they got some time. They didn't give us a date in 2021. I would assume January going by previous history, maybe February, maybe April, who knows, but Pretty cool to get some uh, confirmed details. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm getting a itch. Well, Resident Evil feels like a game you always want to associate 
is one of those games you just associate with one console or another for some reason, even though they are multi-platform. Uh, but if there's obviously a, a big advantage on a different competing platform, then you would play it on that other platform. But for this, it's just that PS PS five is just, just, just speaking to me. Unless, unless, uh, Xbox can, can, can bring the heat somehow, but PS five is, is speaking to me. It, I think specifically with the adaptive triggers, I feel like uh, at least what everybody's been hyping that up to be, I think it's going to be, that might be like literal game changer in terms of like, ah, man, I don't, I mean, I want to play on the Xbox Series X, but like uh, if it got adaptive triggers, I might just play it on that. I think it might actually, uh, depending on how immersive it feels, I might, that, that actually would, I think potentially teeter me over one side over the other. Um, unless Xbox comes out with their, oh man, that would be the perfect damn storm. That just, I just had an epiphany. So the Xbox, um, we have the Xbox, uh, elite series two that came out last year. Right. So of course with the new next generation and consider an Xbox series controller, Xbox elite series two controller doesn't have the share, button like the, um, the series X controller will, I think, uh, and it would be a pretty smart idea, uh, for them to implement adaptive triggers, you know, shamelessly to, to their console and, and their next, uh, Elite Series 3 controller, uh, where you have that, you have the same great build and feel of a Series 2 controller with the added share button as well as the adaptive triggers. And probably some other cool maybe feature that might attempt to trump uh to trump over the um attempt to trump the PS uh five controller. I could totally see that happening. Yeah, especially since PS five, you know, just revealed uh, the triggers. People I've been looking up uh, YouTube videos of people straight up dissecting the uh dissecting the uh PS five controllers to give you a concept of the tech of the adaptive triggers and stuff. Which by the way is some pretty creative ingenuity in terms of like just how yeah, just creative they um considered uh if if the adaptive triggers break somehow, but if it does, it'll still be serviceable as a, like a traditional like trigger, which is, that's just fascinating to me. It really is. So all in all, I'm looking forward to it. I really am keeping it alive with PS five news. I'm sorry. Um, Demon Souls, uh, going back to the, uh, PS fives, um, implementation of, uh, the interface for help where if you run into like, a um, you know, run into a wall with like a particular, you know, level board aspect boss in the game, uh, going by the PS fives user interface, you can simply quickly. And that's probably the more important part, which would, you know, 
I think give it the uh, the the nod over other stuff like just simply looking it up online on a phone or you know computer. Um, that basically uh, there will be a hundred and eighty videos that will be ingrained or implemented in uh, PS5's help interface for Demon Souls. So I mean, you really at this point will have no reason to get good, of course. So, but it's pretty crazy just the amount of support that um at least this game is is given to uh, PS5's help interface. Cause at least I think we talked last episode. I feel like uh this might seem like a feature that might be might be. It might it might stick for like uh maybe a year or two and then just slowly drift away is what I felt like it, at least initially it seemed like it would be, but it was very dependent on how much support it gets, especially I think from like third party third party um developers for the PS5. I think that's gonna probably be the make or break uh for this feature if it you know, in terms of the staying power and of it. Um, but we'll see, but, uh, this is definitely at least a good, like, you know, kickoff for like a game that, which you most likely would use this pretty heavily. Um, personally, I mean, I've already played the original game, so I don't think I would, uh, maybe I actually, no, I take that back. Actually, I would just out of curiosity to just to get a, a better idea of how it works for maybe future games where I'm, you know, uh, definitely, um, blind playing it um where this one i it's a it's it's a it's not as big of a sense of blindness playing this as i have a pretty pretty uh recent frame of reference if you um check out my uh shameless plug demon souls playthrough on um youtube.com slash a switch where i did uh actually play the original demon souls back in 2018 just crazy. It didn't. It doesn't feel that long ago, but, um, yeah. So, uh, I'm. I'll be struggling, but I made it through ultimately. Um, I forgot how many total deaths, but I did have a death counter in the playthrough also. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of people will definitely be using this, especially new people, newcomers that may have not played Demon Souls, especially. Or even a, a soul. <laughs> I mean, God forbid if you have never played a Souls game, Souls boring game before. Definitely gonna be using this heavily, man. Which is ah, when I think about it, it's pretty ingenious. They uh, that they at least got this game out on launch to like you know maybe give them a better idea and like I guess test test bed to kind of like maybe further refine. Uh, the health feature, maybe see what people are using, what people aren't. Um, man, that is pretty damn smart. Damn, good on you, Sony. You, you creative. You creative. I know you are. I know you are. So, yeah. Um, I think that pretty much covers the news for this week. Um, so I guess we'll get on to what I've been playing. Uh, firstly, let me take a sip. 
Modern Warfare. Already know. So, um, finished my challenges uh, last night. Um, season six challenges, and um, hit my hit the max rank or cap for this uh, for this this season also, which I guess obviously you couldn't do without um, doing that. So, um, what else? I mean, Modern Warfare, you know, just it's great. Uh, again, <laughs> we're getting very close to the. Well, which feels like the end of Modern Warfare, you know, obviously considering that all the focus and support will go towards um, Cold War after it. But, you know, hey, it is good to see that Modern Warfare will be getting somewhat supported. Well, it's hard to, I guess, fathom what that's going to look like and if Modern Warfare will be getting any like maybe I, I guess I doubt any new guns or anything but maybe some other miscellaneous stuff that might be worthwhile. I'm trying to think what that would look like, but I guess ultimately like new content. I don't know. A part of me likes to think that maybe they'll still like really improve this game. Kind of like uh Fortnite, where they like, it just is like an ongoing game. And then like maybe around next year, it will probably maybe be like, like uh Fortnite two season two or something, which, you know, I think it would be a kind of cool workaround to avoid the, the inevitable confusion of modern warfare two. Uh, I was like, what it, it did. Well, I guess they probably do what they do now. Like modern warfare two, uh, 2020, they put the year to kind of differentiate it from the, um, the, uh, original games. So that that's a possibility too. I didn't think about that, but yeah, but let me tell you, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like a damn, uh, a damn Mormon, <laughs> a damn Mormon, uh, with, with the, you know, the, the, the button up shirt, button up white shirt and tie, uh, riding around and bike. Uh, let me tell you about, uh, no more heroes. So, uh, yeah. Your boy, your boy was pretty hyped last, uh, last episode, uh, since, uh, Suda 51 just dropping bombs out of nowhere. So, uh, boy got it. I, uh, played it pretty much, (laughs) pretty much since, uh, I think right after, uh, recording and, uh, finishing up that, uh, last, last week's episode. And, um, man it is it is pretty great pretty great uh it's it's so great to play this in 1080p 60 fps um uh, it's oh at least tldr is it's really good really good um a couple of downsides which i think can be solved uh in like a, a future patch update uh, one is, uh, the motion controls. So at least at first playing it, um, and I was like talking a little bit about on Twitter too, that, uh, the controls felt really good, but then after playing it for a while, um, it felt too in inconsistent slash inaccurate 
for me uh, to the point where it got really frustrating to where I actually switched to controller. So, um, and I surprisingly actually like controller. So I, I know it's the first for the first no more heroes to be, uh, have controller support. Um, the second one did have controller support on the Wii U or Wii slash Wii U, I guess, technically. Um, uh, you just had to plug in a pro controller. I think they still called it a pro controller back then, but yeah, the, either way you plugged in a pro controller into the, um, Wiimote, uh, sensor or Wiimote, but, <laughs> um, and, and basically the, con- I, I believe I'm pretty sure the controls were just like how they were now, but I, I was a very, I was very much a purist when it came to no more heroes on, especially on the Wii. I'm like, no, that, that's not how you play it. That's there's no, the only option is, is motion. So, uh, that's how I always play it. I dabbled with it a bit on the, on the, uh, on no more heroes too, but not to the extent where I, like, oh yeah, this is better. No, it's, it's something very, what's the word tangible engaging and immersive about, um, playing with a Wiimote nunchuck combo where, you know, it's just those, those, uh, death blows. I for, I'm not sure of the official term, but those death blows with the, with the swipes and stuff, they just feel that more fulfilling when you are just doing the motion, uh, specifically like, like you're actually Travis touchdown, like you actually have a beam katana. Um, so, you know, there is that. Um, but, uh, I I'd say one difference that I think does help with and makes the controller more appealing this go around is that one, um, it's, and that's, uh, I guess it's, um, yeah, I guess it's a, just a credit to the, or discredit to the, we, uh, the, we setup where, you know, of having to connect, uh, we connect a cr- controller to a Wii, and then you have this weird indifference of this like uh Wii mode that you're not using that you have to like generally just more than likely keep on your lap. And it just is weird. You don't have the rumble, you know. So all that um, you know, just doesn't didn't really sell me on playing on controller, at least specifically for No More Heroes 2, if I were to. But considering the circumstances, this go around with the switch version, um, it feels more engaging, um, with just the, you know, motions of the, using the analog sticks, um, as well as when you charge your controller, I refuse to use the right analog stick. Um, just if you shake the controller in a very suggestive motion, um, you will actually charge it that way. So that's pretty, that's a pretty great compromise, I'd say. So that actually, uh, yeah, like halfway through because yeah, I was pretty frustrated with the motion controls for the, for the switch. Uh, and this is my first time playing a game with motion motion controls. Um, so it was pretty disappointing in that respect, but um, it doesn't feel like it can't be like updated with a patch. 
And what I mean by that is at least specifically playing. I, I technically tried both. I more so I was on one, but I tried a bit of um, uh, two, but it felt like just roughly the same. It felt like when the motions and prompts would come up. So for those that may not know, like whenever uh, when playing the game, you you have a high stance and low stance. And basically whenever you're hitting the A button, at least with the Wii technically, uh, that's how it was. And depending on whatever stance you were, which is dictated by how you have the Wii mode position, as well as it, it pretty much applies the same for the Switch. If you have the switch up or down, it kind of detects roughly in the same way, which that aspect was pretty reliable. I never had any issues with that specifically. Um, but when you have it set that way, uh, depending on whatever stance you are, high or low, uh, you it modifies how your combo uh, is basically. So uh, pretty much at least how that's translated to the controller is high is I, it's hard to remember the controller. High is X, A, uh, low is Y, uh, and then the uh, beat up attacks or punch attacks, which are basically how you grab the people to do like the dope ass wrestling moves are um, A and B, uh, the low hot, high grab and low grab um, A and B. So you have that. And then, um, which is fine. Um, and you know, uh, I guess when I'm translating my head to controller, it does make sense and it, it feels good. Uh, but if I had the choice, I think I ultimately would still prefer motion, but it's just like the inputs would be like 70 for like the motion swipes. It would be like roughly 70% accurate. Like, uh, you know, it would work uh, a lot of the time, but, um, those rare cases and those were like some like critical essential scenarios. It would not. And then it just, I would get, I would lose boss battles because of, uh, because of it. Then the other scenario was the, uh, shaking motions where, you know, you're su- suggestively shaking and not like a, not like a suggestive way that I would be know about at all, but <laughs> Um, that was like, like 50 to 40% because like you would shake to try to, you know, match the motion and it would barely respond to it. And mind you, I was shaking like vigorously, like somebody would be concerned if they caught me shaking. (laughs) What are you doing now? Um, so, and the, and then again, that was like during critical boss battles where like, you be uh this one boss where it's like uh you're putting a predicament. I don't want to spoil it. You put in a predicament where you have to do that motion uh, a lot to get out of a, a insta kill scenario essentially. And then if you don't, that's it. You have to start the whole boss battle again, which is what exactly happened. So I was like, you know what? Uh, after messing with the controls, I'm like, yeah, I am definitely gonna go back. So there was that. And then, uh, like, uh, there's a secret move you get in the game, I guess, technically both really. Um, and I could barely ever get that off. That was like 10%, uh, chance of me actually getting that off, which, um, what makes it worse is that compared to the Wii version, 
it was pretty reliable. It was, I never really had, I, I never had a scenario where like I was frustrated with the game because my inputs wouldn't work or come off, which <laughs> is definitely the case with this version, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, it is uh, at least a good consolation that at least the, um, uh, the pro controller works really well. And I'm, pres- I, I assume the, uh, if you have the uh, joy cons in non motion mode where everything just automatically translates to, um, translates to traditional controls like a pro controller too. So, um, yeah, uh, just a big disappointment. But again, I think with some, like, uh, some tweaking like on the back end in terms of a patch update. I think if they make things more lenient or make make the controls more just accurate, which it feels like it could be, I think it, it, it uh the motion cr- motion controls could be saved potentially. So we'll see if that happens. I think uh the developer engine software they actually did this port, which I mean all things considered, they did a really good job overall. I, I'm not, this is not to like, you know, uh, dunk on the game at all. Cause I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, playing with, with the pro controller, but it is a big disappointment with, you know, one of the, with how iconic this game was for the Wii, especially using the motion controls, which is, you know, in of itself, uh, a gimmick or seen as very gimmicky and actually making it work was one of the biggest things that I think um, really, really sold, uh, really made No More Heroes a really uh, awesome game and one of my favorite games of all time. I could definitely comfortably say that. Um, I want to say series because it's hard to like, like choosing between children, I feel like between one and two. So I guess that's the thing we can get into too real quick. Uh, Between one and two, um, it's hard. And so one, I do like a, a lot for it's just story vibes and personality, which I feel like it has more of than two, but I think two has a lot more, a lot more, uh, way better gameplay elements and progression and, and just overall convenience. Uh, than one. Um, the story is, was pretty decent. Not not as good as the first one in, in a, a lot of respects, but it's, it's hard because I'm like, I think I'm, I'm doing unfair things to it in my head, if that makes sense. But I guess one of my gripes specifically with two is the uh, music. And that's specifically... Um, regarding uh, like there, there are like a fair amount of moments in the game where there is like long stretches of like, um, fighting people where it's just no music at all, which it's like at times you think it is, it is like intentional, but other times you feel like, is this like a bug or something? Like you, you, I don't think you should feel like when you're playing that, that there should be music here. If, if that makes sense. That, and that's what I felt like. I felt like the, some of the moments I was playing where there are long stretches of no music, it felt like it would have made sense to put music there to make 
make you maybe feel some type of way more heightened the senses make things more just cool i guess i don't know but that's one gripe i had i mean it it, it it's kind of subjective because i mean i would assume somebody somebody else who's maybe a fan of no more heroes too maybe that didn't bother them at all you know so uh there's that um you just get a minute vibe that there isn't as much personality pizzazz like vibe um what's the word like essence essence personality yeah pretty much all of the above you don't feel as much yeah just like what's the word i'm looking for like i guess personality but you know what i mean like uh just not sincerity, but like, you know, just some, uh, umph, some uniqueness, just basically, which is basically what I got from no more heroes one. Um, which is why I think for all intents and purposes, I, I, I would slightly put one above two, but from a gameplay perspective, I will put two over one. That makes sense. Cause I think two does a really good job of improving a lot of elements and uh, doing a lot of logical improvements from one to make things more accessible and more like engaging and fun from a gameplay standpoint, specifically like uh, Travis being able to do combos uh, with with the melee buttons now, which you can only do like one or two hits and then you're trying to grab the person. Um, So it's things like that. Uh, the the additional weapons that you get in No More Heroes 2 and the fact that they aren't like instantly uh, irrelevant when you get a new weapon. Um, for one, that felt kind of like the case. You could technically still use uh, all four of the weapons and they had their strengths, but then you had the caveat of where you had to go you couldn't do it in during battles. You couldn't switch between weapons during battles, which in two you can, and it is pretty cool. It would be cool if you can like switch weapons mid battle, like during combat, which I, I kind of hope and suspect that no more heroes three will, um, that, that seems to be the next, next logical step, uh, to help like kind of maybe, um, freshen up the combat system um, into and like at least separate it from, uh, I don't know, separate it from um, the other ones really, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. <laughs> How's it going, Ryla? What's up, what's up? Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, I overall, I definitely recommend it. If you've never played no more heroes one and two, I highly recommend the series for sure. I think control pro controller is the way to go for now. Uh, hopefully they do like patch and update the, um, the motion controls to make them more fun on the switch. But as of now, I would not recommend it. It's a, uh, it's a bit frustrating, but who knows? Maybe your mileage may vary. Maybe just, <laughs> Motion controls don't like black people. I don't know. Um, That's <laughs> a baseless assumption, but uh, you get what I'm saying. Um, I, I don't, I just, I, in general, I don't think they work. So um, then uh, Ghost of Tsushima was playing a little bit of that uh, last night. 
with uh with some friends and uh that's been pretty cool i'm um the hooks are starting to get in there a little bit uh we'll see um it's just so many other games i don't know if i want to dedicate all my time for that and then like the raids and stuff and like uh it's it's just giving me like destiny flashbacks which i'm like I'm having painful memories about with Destiny, I, even though I, I've, I say that, but I've never done a raid, which I, I'm just just the hearing people like spending eight hours doing one raid is like, ugh. it's it's one thing, I guess, if it's World of Warcraft where I feel like it's maybe not as I don't know. Ugh, it's hard to describe either way. I don't know. De- just Destiny just left a a bad taste in my mouth, I guess. I don't know. Even though, I mean, I've never played the second one, but, um, if the first one's any indication, I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to do all that again. So, <laughs> and also you are, I feel like any destiny fan you talk to, it's like, it's, it always seems to be a love hate <laughs> relationships. Like, man, this game is horrible. I don't recommend you play it. Uh, I was playing it for like 20 hours the other day though. I'm like, uh, what, what, how does that work? All right. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I think destiny is, uh, is interesting. Don't get me wrong. I like, I mean, I love Bungie. I mean, they made one of my favorite, favorite, uh, favorite games of all time. Um, you know, series of all time, a halo. And I liked, destiny uh for a lot of things it's just a lot of other things i had to gripe with i guess just trying to mend and blend uh a shooter with moba aspects just didn't something about a shooter being grindy after you know <laughs> admittedly playing majority of it uh i don't think i play like all the expansions and stuff but something about that just didn't um uh, blend sit right with me I didn't want to do I don't know it's I feel like it's some genres you're you're fine with being grinding with and then others it's just like uh, I don't really feel like it I don't know that's at least kind of the, the feeling I had but yeah <laughs> it's funny yeah, Destiny is very passionate <laughs> but they <laughs> they hate it but they play it at the same time which is funny to me, but I mean, I get it. It's a, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. Who knows? Maybe with the, this next update with Destiny, I might, I might, I might, I might stick, uh, stick the toe in a little bit. See if the water's water ain't cold enough. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. So outside of that, that's all of what I've been playing lately. Uh, media wise, the Mandalorian. Okay. Okay. I gotta do it. I'm sorry. That had to that had to have been done. That was mandatory. Um so Mandalorian episode one, season two watched it last Friday. It was great. It was great. Mind you, this is somebody who's maybe not the biggest star Wars fan. I like 
I like watched all the main Star Wars movies, but I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a big fan. I mean, I even played the um, what was the one Star Wars game? Um, ugh, something Jedi, Star Wars. Jedi, the lost Jedi, the last Jedi, I think. No, that's the movie. Star Wars. Let me, let me look it up. Uh, Star Wars. Video game. That's going to kill me. The Fallen Jedi. No, the Fallen Order. Duh. The Fallen Order. So, um... Yeah, so I mean, uh, I, I like the first season of Mandalorian. Uh, it was pretty engaging. Um, I'm not like super big in the lore or anything. I'm I'm never gonna claim that, but uh, I roughly know a lot of the references and stuff like that. So uh, I I definitely got a kick out of it. As again, as somebody who's not like a big uh, Star Wars fan who watches like literally every uh, Star Wars thing or you know Star Wars media. Um, it was, this was pretty good. So with that in mind, I was like, yeah, let me go into season two. You know, you got baby Yoda. He's so cute. Oh, little baby Yoda. And, um, yeah, man. Um, ah, I, I say we can get in a spoiler territory. It's episode one, you know, um, spoilers, spoilers, star Wars, Mandalorian episode one. So, I'm just, I, I say it's safe to just go right to it, but, um, man, episode, uh, so at the end, of course, probably the biggest reveal ever, well, there was a couple of reveals. So first, you know, you have the episode of what's his name? Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot his name. Uh, but basically he's somewhere in some, well, I think he, he was in the books or something like that. I was looking, doing some, I at least do my research. I was doing some research. He was like, I guess this big character from the books, um, or one book in particular book series. And he had the, um, Boba Fett armor. So people were like, uh, at first I was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I was, I was kind of mildly spoiled on Twitter looking, looking at everything. And I was like, is that Boba Fett? Is he going to be in the next episode of uh, Mandalorian? Sure enough, he was. I'm like, ah, oh, well, that would have been a nice surprise. But wait, there's more. When he was coming in, he looked a little off. I'm like, uh, he looked a little like lanky. <laughs> looked a little lanky for Boba Fett. Um, and sure enough, uh, well, at first they rev- he took his helmet off. And I'm like, uh, I don't think that's Boba Fett unless he's like a new character that took his armor, which is technically what it was uh, in retrospect. So basically I guess the generally basic plot of the episode was that they wanted, uh, uh, the Mandalorian wanted, uh, the, the guys both had armor, um, for his clan basically. And the deal was to get rid of the, I guess, monster that was terrorizing everything. And he would give the armor back. Um, graphic novel. Okay. Yeah. That shows my, my knowledge, but, um, yeah. So all that said, you know, the, the worm was defeated and whatever. And, uh, 
Cobb held to his word and gave um, Mando his uh, Boba Fett armor. So then they're on their merrily, uh, merrily way and then driving back. And then uh, what do you know? Um, I guess it, it is room for subjectivity, but I think it's pretty certain that that's Boba Fett, um, especially uh, at least I was I was just nerding out and looking up some like, you know, theories on what, what could have happened, how he survived and like, you know, how the Vascarian armor it can defend against uh, that acid. So technically could have made it out and no, it's not Boba Fett. It's not Boba Fett. Uh, I mean, but they're clones. It's clones. I mean, they, they, they proved they were, they were clones. So and the same actor that was cloned is actually the actor that's I, I, I okay. I understand that it, it is a lot of room that there, that could not be both fit. I can definitely agree with that. Um, it just, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. That's all I'm saying. They knew, they knew the, uh, speculation and, uh, yeah, just the speculation they were trying to muster, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know. The scarring, it's like, it's, but I I understand it could totally not be him. It could be a clone of, you know, that would be, it would be kind of a letdown. I would just say because of what it was kind of implied, but I do want to fight if you want. I, I could throw these hands any day parking lot anytime I'm just saying (laughs) uh anyway so curious to see uh episode two um whenever that premieres I'm looking forward to it I'm involved if anything I'm engaged I'm 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 invested whatever whoever this person is I want to know so good job Disney plus you've sold me you got your hooks in uh, moving on to another show that got my hooks in slam dunk. So, uh, technically, even though the seasons are a little weird, uh, I'm technically on season two. Um, even though the, the season breakage is weird, I guess maybe they just did it to did it, uh, do it in Crunchyroll, but, uh, basically got past to where, uh, Shohoku. Uh, defeated Shoyu uh, to qualify for the district, the district championships, and uh, and Sakuragi. Uh, finally, uh, that was it was pretty fulfilling. I'm not gonna lie. Finally, dunked, and he dunked on him. Even though, even though <laughs> he filed out. He fall out the game on that dunk, but I mean, it did feel fulfilling. And then, and then every all the crowd was like cheering him on and cheering his name, Sakuragi, Sakuragi, for the first time ever. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I got choked up. Some tears came out. I'm, I'll, I'll admit it. Some tears came out. I got a little emotional because I, I, I rooted for him, Sakuragi. He's, he's learning, trying to find his way, and you know, trying to, uh, trying to impress. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Haruka and uh, you know I was like go go ahead Sakuragi you you gonna do it man so 
and then they won on top of that. So that 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 felt uh that yeah, that was a that was a great payoff. I am not gonna lie. A lot of build up the whole season, especially season one, but it feels like now things are starting to pay off, especially as we see like the tournaments uh take place and things like that. So um yeah, I'm 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 invested. I'm invested. So all in all, uh I think uh that's pretty much it. I think that'll conclude episode eighty switches sites podcast um if you uh did enjoy this podcast and like to uh support the podcast feel free to like rate subscribe all that good stuff on your uh popular podcasting platforms if you want to catch this show live uh, you can on twitch tv slash a switch uh generally ideally between four to five uh p.m Pacific Standard Time if all the stars align, which in some cases doesn't happen, but you know. You can also catch archives of the show on youtube.com slash switch where ideally, maybe I like to stream other stuff when I'm in the mood for it. I don't put pressure on myself uh, to do it, but you know, hey, there's that too. Uh, Till next time, don't cough. Don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Um, uh, Get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.